It's Remy and Casey on 92.3 WIL. we've made this, you know, not that we were the inventors of Friday Light, but on Thursdays, KSDK now opens up the show. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, what do they say? Michelle always says, happy Friday Light, guys. Friday no, Light. she friggin' doesn't. <laughs> I could curse so bad because I do think we did make that up. Because I remember you and I sitting here talking about it and being like, oh, it's like Friday Junior, except... We're in a B town, so instead of like Bud Light, we say Friday Light. Mm. First off, I'm not mad. I'm excited that potentially one of them is listening to our uh, podcast. I don't know. Yeah, it'd have to be on the podcast then. Yeah, so shout out on the air. Shout out to whoever is listening from KSDK that suggested Friday Light. We appreciate you. I'm telling you right now, if you ever hear anyone else say it, just know they took it from us. Yeah, and that's fine. I just like to put my trademark on it. Someone's yelling at us in their car. No, it's I fine. made it up. I it's copyrighted fine. it. I got it on t-shirts. Oh, we got the mics, girl. <laughs> uh, somebody won the Powerball last night. No way, really? Yep. Uh, oh my gosh, all your dollars. One person in California. Mm. It's always California. And I'm looking at the list of $2 million and $1 million winners. Zero people from Missouri or Illinois. It's actually pretty low. There's usually a lot of million dollar winners and there's only, looks like six. Man, yeah. I'd be so stoked with that too. I'd yeah, be right. So happy. Like even even if it was the office pool million dollars, right. I'd still take that. You know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, today we've got a good show. We're gonna be uh, giving away those Carly Pierce tickets at eight o'clock with the big three. So be here for that. We've also got a fun game that we're, we've been playing all week for Six Flags Fright Fest tickets. We'll do that at seven thirty. Good morning. Thanks for hanging out. It's ninety two three WIL. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey covers country on ninety two three WIL. Well, it's not really about country music today, but an updated an update on the long awaited Yellowstone universe. Is Yellowstone coming back? I'll tell you what we know, because kind of, but kind of not. Okay. So as most people know, we've been waiting for the return of Yellowstone since January when both Yellowstone and its spinoff show, 1923, paused right in the middle of the fifth season to say, hey, we'll be back in June. First off, what? <laughs> You're going to pause the season for five, six months? And then a writer's strike happened. And then a writer's strike happened. And then Kevin Costner got a, in a really messy divorce yeah. and refused to come back to work at all. So, no, I don't know when Yellowstone's coming back. But. So we're, we're hang on. I'm, I haven't watched the show, which I, I know I'm a terrible country music fan. Um, they just went away in the middle of the season? Yeah. And the whole thing about it was, I, th I don't know that this was meant to be the final season, but they were kind of setting it up like, we're going to take this dramatic pause in the middle of the season for a few months to yeah. really get you pumped about what happens next. But the thing is, they hadn't filmed what happens next. So they still have to finish filming, editing, promotions before they even put it out. Which takes forever. Takes forever. So now it's coming up on a year since the mid-season finale and people are really starting to get annoyed wondering why can't Kevin Costner get to work why can't they start filming this now that strikes are coming to an end like let's just get it done with we know that this is going to end up being the final season because there's no way they come back after all this drama I don't think you can it's it's a lot like uh the next time we see Stranger Things they're all going to be senior citizens Ex 
They're all going to be 25. And they started <laughs> yeah. when they were nine. Okay, the point of me uh, bringing you back to Yellowstone right now is because they are dropping another spinoff. They are killing it with the spinoff game. And um, this one's called Lawman Bass Reeves. And essentially, it's about men of the law. Mm. Enforcement back in the day. I think this one, it, it, it takes place like late 1800s and it's all about Bass Reeves who was a black U.S. marshal who arrested like a million, maybe not a million, maybe like 3,000 outlaws in his time, which was completely unheard of at the time. So it, it's getting people really hyped up. Also, it stars Donald Sutherland, Dennis Quaid, Barry Pepper, and Lauren E. Banks. So it's got an awesome cast. Dennis Quaid kind of has that Kevin Costner feel to me. Yes. You know what I mean? They're kind of in that same... Like, they were, they were like middle age in the 90s, but it didn't... But, like, they had that charm yeah. that now that they're... At this age, it still feels, I don't know, it's just, it, they feel so genuine. Like, they feel like home. As long as you focus on their careers and not the personal lives. Correct. You're good. You're yeah. good to go. Yeah, it'll, it'll feel like home, like you said. And that's clearly what's, I think, getting in the way of finishing up this Yellowstone series. <laughs> but if you're a Yellowstone fan and you're getting kind of annoyed about it not being back yet, I definitely think you should watch uh, Lawman Bass Reeves. I'm going to be watching it. It comes out November 5th, and it's, I think, just streaming on Paramount+. Plus. So the trailer's on our Facebook page at 92.3 WIL. Casey Covers Country is brought to you by Offenberg Kia and the Sinclair Auto Mall in Shiloh off 64. Remy and Casey. What is something that you could give a 30-minute presentation on right now without any prep? 314-699-4766. I randomly thought of this and think of this every single time I'm in a large gathering of people and there is a microphone present. Somebody else is giving some sort of speech and it's happened before where they're like, Remy, you're on the radio. You should come up here and talk. Mm, yeah. I just feel like I always have to have something prepared just in case. But then it led me down this road of like, Okay, so if I did have to give a 30-minute presentation on something off the cuff, what would it be about? Casey, do you have something that comes to mind right off the bat? What could you give a presentation on for 30 minutes without any prep? I could easily walk to the front of a crowd of people and give a whole presentation on the reign of Taylor Swift. And I'm talking... Like, what do you need? 10 minutes, an hour, two hours? Wow. I can start in 2005. I can go into personal life, upbringing. We can roll through every single studio album, and I'll tell you the significance <laughs> of most of them and all the singles. I could get you however much info you needed or stall for as long as you needed me to just keep talking for. That's a good point. I feel like this is, yeah, this is more of like a stall tactic, right? Like, if hey, you need it to be. I mean, hey. when you're in college and you're giving presentations, that's what I, that's what you're doing is you're just kind of filling the time, watching the clock tick, and you're like, okay, how can I keep this moving a little longer? Do you remember giving any speeches in college? Yes. Do you remember what they were about? Yes. I remember specifically giving a speech about reality TV and mm. like the impacts of survivor and the bachelor and bachelor oh my gosh i think i've seen that i think you I, showed yes, it to me I, I think i have shown this to you yeah i gave um, a presentation in college about the importance of tim mcgraw and country music okay and i think that's another thing if i needed to i could give a total like synopsis on the evolution of country music since like 1990s you know of the new millennium yeah 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 i think that's that's without saying right radio 
Could yeah, it's give like a I've studied about that. this for three years without trying. Um, but yeah, like you, I feel like nobody really has a ton of these topics, but you have a few that you know you could nail. Yeah. Obviously for me, something about fish and reef keeping. Right. I've made a title. Creating a vibrant underwater oasis, the art and science of keeping coral and fish in your home aquarium. But you also do this. Like you, you travel places to give chats like this. I also have other speeches prepared. TED Talks. Casey, I have more. My second speech would be Hocus Pocus, <laughs> brewing the magic and enchanting audiences, unraveling the allure and of the ultimate Halloween classic, right? Did in, you get all those words on thesaurus.com? In defense of Hocus Pocus being the greatest Halloween movie of all time. It is. I spent many, many hours on the, the, thesaurus.com this morning. And finally, my speech that I would love to give for people Corralling carts, the unseen impact of returning your grocery cart and its benefits for all. That's what I'm talking about. That unseen impact. <laughs> Put it back. I could literally talk for 30 minutes about putting your cart back. You could, and you should. Get off my lawn. Somebody corners you and they ask you to give a 30 minute presentation on a random topic without any prep. There's also two types of people in the world, and it's the presentations and the presentations. Oh, is that is that a new thing? No. It's not a new thing. What are you? Probably the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> From the 314, I am an STL style pizza snob and could go on for at least 30 minutes on crust alone. Love it. It's just thin, right? That's all I know. Right. I don't really know what you're going to say, but I'd like to hear it. Uh, from the 573, as a member of the church choir, I could easily talk about Eric Church's impact on country music. Okay. There okay. you go. Kind of along, along the lines of your Tim McGraw. Uh, from the 636, how to umpire Little League baseball and softball. I mean. It sounds like a lot of patience. I honestly think that that should be taught to every parent who is going to be in attendance at those games. There should be a once over. <laughs> you're right. Uh, from the 314 bowling and how to throw a proper curve. I'm going to see your scores first. I have a feeling that if they can teach you how to curve or hook the ball, they probably have decent scores. I, I would like to believe that too. <laughs> we got to check first. What is it for you? Let us know on the text line. What's something that you could give a 30 minute present or presentation Without any prep, 314-699-4766. Lace them up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey. Casey, it's finally here. Do you know what that is? No. The McRib? The biggest blues fan in the studio right now. It is the start of the NHL season. Oh, I keep thinking I in my head it starts on Saturday because that's the home opener. Blues are back on the ice tonight in Dallas, so they start their season on the road. It's not going to be an easy one. The Stars are ranked in the top five teams to potentially go on to the Stanley Cup. So we'll see how that works out. It'd be nice to start on a win, mm -hmm. but we'll see. Kind of a tough year last year, but we know how the Blues are. You know, we said that about the Cardinals, too. It's a second-half team, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk in the new year. Uh, they'll return on Saturday for the home opener against the Coyotes. Celebrations will take place at Union Station from 3 to 5.30. They'll have live music, food, and games. It's open to all fans with or without a ticket. And then, obviously, you want to be in your seat if you're going to the game at 6 o'clock. They've got all that all the ceremonies, all the pregame ceremonies and things like that. So you want to be there for that. Blue Stars tonight, puck drop at 7. If Taylor Swift makes a return to Arrowhead Stadium this week, she might not be able to watch Travis Kelsey play. Because uh, they just revealed that he is questionable 
for the game tonight. Oh, his little injury? Yes. Still reportedly nursing an ankle injury that he suffered last weekend, and he might have to sit out. He was a limited participant in practice on Tuesday and Wednesday, suggesting there's still a chance that he could play, but taking the game off would allow him two full weeks to rest up before the Chiefs take on the Chargers on October 22nd. I think they have a bye week next week. Oh, well, good. Uh, Don't quote me on that, but he'd get that extra rest. Yeah. And that's probably best in the long run anyway. There is some footage of him running around at practice. So who knows? Yeah. You you just don't know if you've got a fantasy team. This is the worst because you're not sure if you should put Travis Kelsey in or not Mm -hmm. or your backup tight end. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. Chiefs, Broncos, will Taylor Swift be there? Probably not. Going to guess a no on that one. Kickoff at 715. And you can find more on the Facebook page. We'll keep you up to date there. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. (laughs) That was (laughs) shameful. I I don't think anybody heard it. My claps were so off. I'm sorry. They were like three beats off. (laughs) Don't let Ryan Seacrest near your toilets. Mm. You hear me? Ryan Seacrest told Kelly Ripa the story of how he was forced to evacuate Kris Jenner's home after he accidentally blew up her bathroom, clogged the toilet. My gosh, Ryan Seacrest. He's nasty. Nasty. And you know Kris Jenner's got them totos. You know she's got the toilets that like, whoosh. Yeah. So it must have been pretty bad. Gosh, I can't imagine doing that. He told Kelly the story on Kelly's Let's Talk Off the Air podcast, which is kind of like their un- more unfiltered things they can't say on live television mm-hmm. or might be a little too gross. He tells her, I was in the powder room and the toilet, it was it was contemporary. It's an all black toilet. And we're going to pause here. Remy, have you ever gone potty in an all black toilet? I feel like they, I've only seen these in bars. I've never seen this in someone's house. But yes. They're the worst. Yeah, I think the, I want to say the Fox Theater has black toilets. I could be wrong. I could see that. Yeah. I know a couple people that have them at their house. It's terrible. You look at your number one, you can't see how hydrated you are. You <laughs> can't no see because it's black. <laughs> you look for your number two, you can't see it because it's all, it's so trippy. <laughs> so Ryan's in there and he's like, you know, the toilet, it's contemporary. It was all black. <laughs> so I was in there. I went and things went wrong. I rushed over to see what else I could do, what I needed to do as the water level began to rise. I'm thinking to myself, I clogged the toilet. Yep. Do I stick my hand in there? Do I stick my head out and say, hey, Chloe, don't tell Kim or Courtney, but can you help me out over here? Because like, you know, Chloe, she's the relatable one. Uh Uh-huh. This man really thought about putting his hand. (gasps) Desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm telling you. And it's a black toilet. So you don't fully know what you're reaching into. I've been in this situation before. I've been in this situation. You sound like you want to. I can. I'm not going to elaborate too much. I will say that I was at my in my uh, brother and sister-in-law's house in Philly. And they had a super old house. Like 1800s okay. kind of house. Toilet's going crazy. I flush. Toilet's going crazy. I can't. I can't stop it. I don't know if it's like an old toilet or something. Tried to turn off the water. Nope. Still going. 
flooding the, the entire oh, bathroom up there. My. And it's on the second floor, so it's starting to leak. Oh! <laughs> I'm like, yo, I got to tell somebody about this because I don't know how to shut this thing up. Oh. It's the worst. It's so embarrassing. Wasn't so even you that had big. to tell your in-laws and, and yeah. they came to the rescue yeah. and they saw your mess. I'm telling you, keep a plunger in your bathroom, people. Yeah. Like everybody should have one in their bathroom. Ryan Seacrest <laughs> says he ended up finding a toilet bowl cleaner brush stick and he finessed his way enough so that he could then flee the house. The and stick. I'm sure flee is what he did. The stick. The, the, the brush had, on a stick. Oh, the brush. You had to chop yeah, it up. Yeah, the cleaner. Oh, you're so nasty, <laughs> Remy. I could die thinking about that. Real news is lame. This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. I think one of the best times from school when I was growing up was when the teacher would wheel in the TV. Oh, yeah. You didn't even have to finish, and I knew. Strapped to that huge cart. Mm-hmm, with a little VHS thing on it. Exactly. Because you knew it was a movie day. Doesn't matter what the movie was. It could have been about the driest thing in history of all time, whatever it is. Right, because I'm sleeping with my eyes open. Yes. If it is, but it could be Bill Nye. Here's the time to check out, or it's Bill Nye, and it's the best day ever. Well, math teacher in Florida is now in trouble after screening a film that probably shouldn't have been viewed by fourth graders. Mm. I'm going to tell you it was Winnie the Pooh. But... But it was the new horror Blood and Honey. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I've seen a couple trailers about this, and I also, I wouldn't even see this. The live action horror movie that came out this year. It's unrated... That clearly is not is not suitable for nine year olds. Was this in theaters? In my head, it's unrated because it was like an indie project or something. I don't know if it came out in theaters or not. But uh, but the trailers and everything I saw, yeah, did totally look like trash. What fourth grade? What person is teaching fourth grade and could possibly? And it's a math teacher. Oh gosh! Like what? What's going? It's Florida. Come on. It's Florida, so you just throw that out there. You couldn't give them a, a worksheet? Like, just look at the cover of this film. Pooh and Piglet are bloodthirsty murderers in it. Also, are <laughs> these fourth graders switching classes in fourth grade? I don't know, because this is a different kind of school. Oh, it's like um, a charter school. It's the it's called uh, the Academy for Innovative Education. Okay, well. Maybe, maybe a little too innovative on this one. Yeah, I would say so. This makes a ton of sense. So it is a charter school. They decide who, who to hire and who to fire, and it sounds like he's keeping his job. But oh, my gosh. Some of the parents are angry and say their kids came home traumatized, as I probably would as well in fourth grade. Right. I remember in, I think it was high school, my teacher wanted to show Saving Private Ryan for World War II purposes, and obviously there's entertainment factor there, but like we had to go home and get a, a signature from our parents so that we could watch that. We had to do that to read Harry Potter in second grade. Yeah. It just feels like, it just feels like, I don't, I, I understand you shouldn't necessarily be let go over one mistake, but if this is a mistake that you are making, it just seems like, what else are you doing behind closed doors? That's true. That's true. Keep on innovating, Florida. You Oof. do you, right? This <laughs> Story- is how it happens down there. <laughs> yeah, right? Stories posted up on the Facebook page. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will 
The 31 Mornings of Halloween with Remy and Casey, powered by Johnny Brock's Dungeon. All this week, we've got four packs of Six Flags Fright Fest tickets to get you in the mood for Halloween. I know a lot of people make this a tradition that they've gone every year to go to Fright Fest. To Fright Fest. It's just a different vibe, you know? People walking around I mean, with chainsaws. Outside of normal Six Flags. Yeah, I, like out of nowhere, some monster could come out, skid on the ground, make some sparks. It's like the last, I don't think Six Flags is not open all year, right? Like, I think this is like right before season close. Exactly. So it's got a whole energy of like, yeah, of senioritis, if you will. Exactly. This is like a little extension onto, you know, summer at Six Flags. All this week, we've been playing a game we play on the big three called At the Movies. We're going to play a clip from a scary movie or just a Halloween movie in general. You ID the movie, you win the tickets. Are you ready for today's clip? Yes. All right, here we go. If I were alive, would you go to the Halloween dance with me? Mm. Mm. All right, play one more time. If I were alive, would you go to the Halloween dance with me? Mm. All right, 314-954-9230. If you think you know the movie, the Halloween movie, you could win those Six Flags Fright Fest tickets right now on 92.3 WIL. This is Claire. Claire for Six Flags Fright Fest tickets. What movie is this from? If I were alive, would you go to the Halloween dance with me? Mm. What is it? Casper. why but i always forget about this movie to play around halloween time i know i do too and it's something that i feel like was always on tv when i was growing up yeah because it's an all year round movie not just a halloween movie that's true that's true i do feel like it's one of those movies that you can kind of watch whenever you know uh well you're going to six flags fright fest congratulations thank you remy and casey All right, time to play the big three today for those Carly Pierce tickets. Fritz is in Afton. He's playing alongside Casey this morning. Would you like to spin the wheel? Spin it! All right, today we are playing a new game. It's called Playlist. You've got got like a Halloween party coming up, and these are some of the songs that you might include on your Halloween playlist. Ugh. You'll like it. It'll be funny. Something tells me like a 60-year-old dance instructor gave you this list. <laughs> no. Casey. You are a 50-year-old dance instructor. <laughs> now stretch. Now bam. Now stretch and bam. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can go to Fritz for one of these. If you do not know, we'll start easy. I just need to know the name of the song. Are you ready? Okay. Put me in the ground. I put me six foot down. That is the band Perry Better Dig 2, which is the weirdest song they've ever released. I don't know. If I Die Young is up there. You know what? They've been releasing... <laughs> Very morbid. They've got a weird catalog. Yeah, they do. Uh, final answer, Better Dig 2. Yeah. Correct? Okay. Uh, here we go with number two. But why do I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone? Do I like the always feel like is that the song or is that a remix uh fritz um i'll play it one more time somebody's watching me i gotta go all right say it one more time somebody's watching me 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 somebody's
Jimmy. By Rockwell. Oh, by Rockwell. <laughs> Prince with the answer. <laughs> Going with it. Okay, here's number three. Romeo and Juliet are together in eternity. Keep going, do it again. Romeo and Juliet are together in eternity. We can be like they are. Oh, is that how it goes? Romeo and Juliet One of the most famous SNL skits of all time. Are those two different songs? I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to get at. I'm burning for you. I'm burning for you. Yep, that's it. All right. <laughs> we go back to Fritz. How many out of three do you think Casey got right today? Two out of three. Okay. Two out of three. All right. All right, let's go through them with the first one. Put me in the ground. Yep, it was. Yep, that's uh, Van Perry. No, Rockwell. He actually got it right. So it does. I feel like a lot of people get confused with that, though. Yeah. I did. I was like, I love Michael Jackson. I, you know, someone's watching me in <laughs> Thriller. Those are my favorite two Halloween songs from him. Romeo and Juliet. I knew this was a little, this was a little tougher. Okay. Do you still not know what it is? Come feel the Reaper. Don't fear the Reaper. Don't fear the Reaper. It is Blue Oyster Cult. Oh. Yes. Which, yeah. is, which is one of the most famous SNL skits of all time. It's Will Ferrell and the Cowbell. You know what I'm talking about? No. No, you don't. Okay. Uh, Fritz, you are still going to Carly Pierce tomorrow night. That's all that matters, really. All right. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks for playing. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Dolly Parton is telling stories about how her style used to get her into a lot of trouble, sharing that her family hasn't always loved her uh, glitz and glamour and rhinestones. Mm. So she just did an interview with The Guardian that says she often looks back at punishments that she suffered at the hands of her own grandfather for her taste and style back in the day. And a lot of us have heard her tell this infamous story about how when she was growing up, there was this, quote, town tramp who she really, he, she found her style within. She said, quote, she was flamboyant. She had bright red lipstick and long fingernails. She had high-heeled shoes with floating goldfish in the heels of them. As one does. Short skirts. <laughs> and I just thought at the end of the day, she was beautiful. But Dolly's grandpa disagreed and took that out on her physically. And that's when Dolly says in this article, which I don't know that she's ever actually talking about it this deeply. She says in this article, I was willing to pay for it. Sometimes there's just that part of you that knows you want it too, too bad and to go for it anyway. So I'm thinking like this younger Dolly could like see and manifest her whole future even as a very young woman yeah. and was willing to take it just because she knew where she was headed. I can't even imagine what it was like to have her style of, you know, fashion back when she was growing up. I think now In it's Appalachia. widely 
accepted right, at this point. You know what I mean? Fly. Like it's whatever. We had Lady Gaga come out in a meat dress one year. Whatever. Right. It's whatever. You know? And but back then it was it was a little bit different. She followed up by saying another reason she was so attracted to the town tramp is that this woman looked powerful and free when Dolly was growing up with a mom who had 12 children by the time she was 30. Yeah. 12! That's insane. She goes on to say, I did not want that life for myself. My mom, my aunts, I grew up with women who knew how to be good mothers, but that's not what God had in mind for me because someone's got to entertain those people and write songs about them. And I can write a song as if I had a house full of kids or as if I had a cheating husband. I never have, but I know what it's like because I've been around it and I grew up around it. Man. And so think, it all started... With a town tramp. <laughs> and 12 siblings. And 12 <laughs> siblings. 11 siblings. That's crazy. Inspiration was sparked and she knew, I guess, essentially exactly who she wanted to be when she grew up. Yeah, I guess so. And, and now she she's went and very successful. I always think about that town tramp and how when Dolly Parton grew up and got successful and started telling this story, if that woman ever looked back and said, you know what? You're welcome. And you owe me some money. I'd like some money, please. <laughs> I'll take 5%. Thank you. <laughs> One mornings of Halloween with Remy and Casey, powered by Johnny Brock's Dungeon. There is a list released, Casey, of the most haunted Airbnbs in America. There's always a list. And St. Louis has an Airbnb. One? On this list, Wow. Yes. Out of all the neighborhoods in St. Louis, where do you think this guy is located? Are we talking like in the city, in the county, in the area? City. In the city, a neighborhood, yeah. haunted. Is it in Soulard? You're close. Is it in Dogtown? It's Benton Park. It's, okay. Very close to Soulard. There is a apartment that you can rent for $71 a night that is known to be haunted. They advertise it as being haunted. So you, I don't know, whenever I'm thinking about an Airbnb, I'm like, I want to go relax. I don't want to go and be stressed out the entire time. Well, this is not, I mean, I'm going to find it online so I can look it up right now. But $71 a night sounds like it can't be all that lavish. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not. Like you might leave with a bad yeah. a bad story to tell. Yeah, it's not. Uh, you can stay in this suite that was built in the 1890s by the same person who constructed the Lemp Mansion. You know, one of the most haunted places in Missouri. Right. Uh, guests who have stayed in the studio style apartment... Once the maid's quarters of the three-story brick home have reported all kinds of paranormal activities like doors opening, lights turning on all by themselves, as well as the sound of people rattling around in the kitchen even when they believed the house was empty. The house is beautiful inside and out, but guests have reported to the owners weird things happening during their stays. I'm looking at uh, the pictures right now. I just found it online. It doesn't look like much, you know? You're just like, oh, it's not super creepy, but... it's Yeah, it's just like your average apartment in Soulard or Benton Park. and But the thing is, the paintings they have in there. Yeah. Uh, those are some creepy haunted mansion paintings yeah. if I've ever seen them. <laughs> and the guest book isn't just a sign your name guest book. It's a let us know what your haunted experience was. Yes, I, I have an excerpt from one of the guests. Okay. The haunted apartment did not disappoint. We came back after going out to find closet doors open. And then later in the night, the hallway light turned on and stayed on. 
Something in the kitchen was clanging glasses all night. We found the painting of the man with the cigar diagonal. We found it amusing, not scary, a very pleasant stay, and the accommodations appreciated. So I'm nervous. <laughs> I would be so nervous that, like, the owner was really trying to get something out of me here. Yeah. And the owner is, like, sneaking in late at night, clanking things around or knocking on walls. Or they have, like, little motors that they can control remotely from home. Right. Like, they just, okay, Change we're going to... the doors uh, around. Uh, the painting is going to go diagonal in three, four. Uh, here we go. <laughs> and, and it goes diagonal, and everything's controlled by motors on the insides of the walls. Right. <laughs> That's a great idea. And I think we should do that. Let's buy an apartment and just rig it up with a whole bunch of stuff. Call it, call Those it haunted. Those are called haunted houses. I think the, yeah, that's true. I think the other thing about this one in particular is that they leave this notepad out so you can go through all of the other stories of and people. And see if anything lines up. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to post this up on the Facebook page. If you want to stay in a haunted suite Ooh. maid's quarters in Benton Park for an Airbnb, you can do that right here in St. Louis. It's Remy and Casey's Hometown Heroes, brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. Schedule your AC system check now. Visit aircomfortservice.com. Today we say thank you to Joshua Perkins, nominated by Christopher Coleman. He's a full-time law enforcement officer and SWAT operator for Franklin County Sheriff's Office. While I was being trained, this is Christopher talking, he says, we stopped at multiple residences on certain days so that he could pass out gifts and gift cards to kids that he met during his career. He also helped tutor kids that were struggling in school. He will always answer his phone any time of the day and will be there for you. Joshua, that is awesome. Thank you for everything that you do. Remy and Casey on the way out today on this Friday light. I'm a little worried about tomorrow. I'm not going to lie at this point. It's uh, Friday the 13th, dude. You're worried about tomorrow? Yeah. I think it should be fine. We just got to be a little bit careful. Don't be walking under ladders. Don't be breaking glass. Just have a little extra caution in your step. The next time that Friday the 13th happens in October is 2028. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then we've got, I think in 2026, we have three throughout the year. Oh my gosh. So and really, that's the year we need to keep our eyes peeled for. Yeah. 2027 only has one. Mm. So. I think the average is two. Regardless, tomorrow's Friday the 13th. And however you feel about that, we will be talking about it on the air. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. It will be a part of 31 mornings of Halloween, that's for sure. So be here for that. It's all powered by Johnny Brox. If you missed anything from the show today, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast. And we will see you tomorrow for a Friday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Instagram at 923 WIL.